Good morning, everybody. It's Saturday morning with our special guest, Tara. Today we're talking insurance. Everybody needs insurance. And it's one of the difficult conversations that you have to have with yourself and with your loved ones in life. It's not just insurance, it's life insurance. Life insurance will get me right. There's all kinds of insurance out there, right? But right. we want to be specific. This is life insurance. This is so important. Uh, and I want to, before Tar goes in, really, really quick, just um, talk about how many times in the past year I've seen a GoFundMe go up about a death of a loved one. And I want you all to consider this. I want you to think about this as Tara goes through her presentation about life insurance. If you do not have life insurance, if you know other people that don't have life insurance, invite them to this live, either via share with those that are in the group or share the YouTube link with them so they can watch this. This is going to be extremely important and pertinent information to your life. If you don't listen to anything else, listen to what she's going to be saying over the next 45 to 50 minutes, okay? We welcome you, Tara. We thank you for coming in. This is something new that Dar is going to be doing each month. We're going to be bringing someone in to educate us on something. And what you can do is, as you see, you can put it back up, babe. Up on the screen, you can see that uh, you can take your camera Take a picture of the QR code there. It'll take you straight to Tara's website. So you can go ahead and click there now. It'll come back up throughout the broadcasting. So we'll bring that back up for you all. But without further ado, Tara, take us out. Well, thank you guys. I'm so, so glad uh, that you had me to come in because this is definitely something that's extremely important to me. And Kia, you, you hit the nail right on the head. I am constantly saying that my number one goal, period, with this brokerage that I've started is to end the need for the GoFundMe page. I am, and I won't say I, that would be selfish. My siblings and I had this very experience of our mom deceasing without life insurance. Now, you know, we know that no one would intentionally put their family in a situation where they have to deal with the loss in that way. But it happens every day. And this is one of those situations where either you plan to fail or you fail to plan. One or the other, you have to make the decision. So the first thing I like to do, you know, uh, is introduce myself properly. I'm Tyra Porter of Tyra Porter Insures. Um, my focus is life insurance. And again, because of the passion from my history and what I've experienced in my life um, with the lack of. And keep in mind, I like to remind people I'm a consumer just like you are. I, I didn't get insurance until I was well into my 30s. What I call big girl insurance, my own independent coverage outside of my spouse's work or outside of a job or outside of whatever. I had to have my own independent insurance and I didn't do it until my mid to late 30s. So I'm not judging anyone who does not have coverage. I'm just telling you that this is one of those conversations you have to have. And if you have it the right way, you only have to have it one time. We don't have to keep talking about it because I know you guys don't like talking about it. So the first thing I like to invite people to do is just to relax and be open mind about it. I uh, My mindset initially was this is just another bill. This is just something else to add on my plate. And it was at a time when I had a lot on my plate. But the reality is you can't just think about your plate. Whose plate are you dumping it on if you don't put it on your own? So that's the mindset we want to go into it with. 
I want to make sure that people know to take notes and ask questions. Again, if you need to click on that QR code, you can reach me through my website. My, my email is there. There's always a way to contact me later if you need to with further questions. So the first thing I'm going to go through is a couple of things, um, basic, basic things. And you'll see me looking back and forth. Sorry, this is what my preparation allows for today. Uh, let me see if I can fix that. Maybe I can fix it. Okay, all right, I'm going to do up and down. So a couple of things. The benefits of life insurance. There's quite a few benefits. You know, we look at it from the perspective of um, final expenses, paying for funerals, paying for all that. That's number one. So financial responsibility. Your family. You want to have protection and coverage for yourself to protect your family. I had a lady who she wanted to get insurance for herself and for her daughter. Money got tight. Guess which one she dropped? Hers. Well, I'm going to just make sure my daughter's covered. Well, you're uncovering your daughter by uncovering yourself. It would be better to do it the opposite way. Cover yourself so that your children don't have to cover you. Something to keep in mind. So you want to make sure that you're protecting your family, you're protecting your home, you're protecting your final expense coverage, of course. And then you have investment options and living benefits. These are all benefits of having life insurance. Life insurance does a whole lot more than bury people. And a lot of people don't realize that. Living benefits. Whole another talk show. So the types of insurance, you have term, you have whole, and you have supplemental. Term means I want to get a policy, for example, that will take care of my mortgage. I want to protect my home. I just got a 30-year mortgage, so I'm going to get a 30-year term policy. It's way less expensive to protect your home with a term life insurance policy because term life insurance is the least expensive. However, comma, just because it's the least expensive doesn't mean that's the only coverage you should have. It doesn't make sense because term means it has an expiration date. If I'm going to get a 30-year term policy, it's going to end after 30 years. I will have protected my home and made sure that if something happened, the mortgage could be paid. But if I outlive that, I still need a whole. Whole coverage is whole coverage. Your whole entire life, that policy will be in place as long as you keep paying for it. I like to pair them up together. Supplemental is a different category. Supplemental is for the things that medical coverage and life insurance coverage don't cover. For example, let's say a catastrophic event happens, a person is diagnosed with the C word. I don't even like saying it, but a lot of times if you have a really big health crisis like that, sometimes travel is involved. If travel is involved, food, housing, all these other things. Maybe you want to bring your spouse or significant other with you. Maybe you travel out of state to see a specialist. Who's covering that? Supplemental coverage pays you cash, pays it directly to you, not to hospitals, not to doctors, directly to you. So that is supplemental coverage that can supplement expenses for you. So those are the three types of insurance that you want to keep in mind. So I'm going to give you a couple of definitions really quick. Riders. You'll hear the term riders. It's kind of like going to a steakhouse, adding asparagus, adding mashed potatoes. It's, it's sides and it's options. It's things that you could add to your policy. For example, I want to add a child rider. I have children that are very young. A child rider might give you $5,000 worth of coverage for your children, and it may cost you three to five bucks extra a month. It, and I'm not exaggerating. It's very inexpensive. But there's all these different types of riders. Well, what happens if I can't work 
and I can't pay my coverage. There's riders that cover that. So there's a whole bunch of different types of riders or add-ons that you can add on to your policy to customize it to your needs. Then premium. We know what premium is. For those who don't understand the term premium, premium is just your monthly payment. Um, I already told you what term life insurance was. It's a coverage that is for a specified period of time, whole, self-explanatory, whole life coverage. Universal life, that's a permanent life coverage that has an investment savings element. Again, you can do a whole lot more with life insurance than just cover final expenses. So I'm going to give you some of the pros and cons because people like to ask, well, how do I know which one I need? How do I know what does what? So if we go down the list of what each does. So if we have term and whole side by side, so let's see, entire lifetime coverage, that is whole. Specified time period of coverage, that is term. Offers investment options, both can do that depending on what you get. Um, allows you to become self-insured, term can cause you to become self-insured. Term policies sometimes can be set up in a way that it also can have a savings element to it so that when the term is over, you have saved a certain amount of money so you could use that towards your final expenses or final expenses. I think that one is tricky. I think that one is really specifically for certain types of people. If you're not good with money, if you're concerned about the possibility of things not going well, if you want to if you want to have a little more security, I still say have a whole life policy, period. I swear by whole life. Because even if you did have the um, self-insured option with your term policy, if something happened catastrophic and you needed to touch that money, then you could put yourself potentially in a situation where when you do pass, you don't have that money anymore. So that's a, that's a tricky. It's, it's good for some people. It's just not good for everybody. The least expensive term is always the least expensive because you're getting it for a period of time. It is very inexpensive. Keep in mind when I use terms like very inexpensive or expensive, it is still going to be based on your individual profile, meaning your height, your weight, your health, your smoking habits, um, all of the different, any, any, any kind of pre-existing conditions that you have, all of those things matter when we're looking at uh, what it's going to cost you specifically. So then we have most expensive, of course, is the whole. Whole is going to be a little more expensive, but not expensive enough for you to be scared of it. Just if we're comparing apples to apples, we got smaller apples and we have larger apples. Nothing to run from. So then we have um, the cash out value where you can cash out of a policy. You can only cash out of whole policies. Pay off. Can you pay off or own your policy? Yes, that's with whole. You could get a whole policy where you could say, it's kind of like a car note. You could say, well, I'm cool with paying a little bit more a month in order to pay off my policy in 20 years. That way, after 20 years, I no longer have to pay for life insurance. It's just set. That is an option. I think it's a beautiful option, but that is with whole. Then uh, premiums can go up at any age. That's on both, but it depends on the type of policies that you have. I only work with companies. I work with up to 20 different carriers, but I only work with companies where we can do level pay. It does not go up. I do not sell any products that could go up in premium or down in value. Level everything. And if you're working with someone else already, make sure everything that you have is level. And then as far as the riders go, they both offer rider options. So you can definitely add any options you want on either type of policy. So here's a few things you should consider. 
you should consider your income. When you're looking at life insurance, your income is very important because you have to look at your available budget. You want to be smart about it. You don't want to jump into a policy because here's what could happen. You could say, I want to be really overzealous and I want really big policies for my family. And you might be doing it in a way where you're really making your budget really tight. Well, down the line, if something should happen, you have to change that policy. Guess what? Well, a couple of years later, now your, your policy, you want to change it. But now you're a couple of years older and possibly, God forbid, maybe some things have changed with your health. So now to recreate that situation, you could let it lapse. You could cancel it and get a whole new policy. But now your rates are higher. So it's really smart to get the most sensible options for your budget. You want to consider the cost of final expenses. What it costs now to bury someone, to cremate someone, is what it costs now. Inflation does affect the funeral business. So you have to consider when you're looking at your budget, how much can I afford, how much can I afford of coverage? And then what how much do I actually need for final expenses? So you would want to consider the fact that inflation is a thing. So you wouldn't want to go with the very, very least. You would want to give yourself a little window. Because what can happen there is you could get the very, very least, and then you die 20, 30 years from now. Now it costs more to bury people. Now your family has to come out of pocket because you don't have enough coverage. So it's, that's something to consider. Other thing to consider is the number of dependents, children and adults. Who depends on you financially? Those are things you need to consider because what's going to happen is you may want to uh, invest in some kind of coverage where if something happens, let's say you have young children, for example. Well, you would be the one to buy the first car likely. You would be the one that might help them get their first place. You would be the one that might have to help them financially through college. So you consider all of that when you think about how much coverage do I need. The ages of the dependents is very important. The younger they are, the, the longer policies you need to get. These are where, these are the, the areas where I love the term policies. Term policies, because you could, you could customize your term policy to fit the time frame that your family needs based on ages. Mortgage and rent. You want to consider your mortgage and rent. Mortgage and rent both because mortgage, a high number of people lose their homes because somebody died. Now the whole family has to move because now financially everything is shifted. However, if they had had term life insurance, they could have either had the option to pay the house off depending on how much the policy was worth or or they could refinance it or they could sell it and use that money plus whatever the policy is worth to do something else. But what it would do would be to provide options. So um, school loans, business, credit cards, all of those things you want to consider when you're thinking about what kind of coverage and how much coverage to get. You also, again, have to consider your health, your weight, your height, your age, and your smoker status is extremely important. And let me just pause and say, are people still doing that? Are y'all still smoking? No judgment, just saying we could do better. We could definitely do better. Okay, so let's see. All right. Hang on, guys, I'm doing a little. Okay, so I told you about my mom already and her deceasing without insurance. So we want to avoid that. But let's talk about 
the business of insurance. You have a lot of different options of how you can approach insurance as, as, a, as a client, as a buyer. Um, but you can also look at the insurance business from the business perspective. Now, one of the best benefits that I love about being an insurance broker is I get a great percentage off of all of my coverage. I don't pay full price for insurance because I make commission off of my insurance. So I make the payments, but then they send me some of it back, 70% or more. There's definitely tax breaks and flexibility in it. You can work remote from home. You get the discounted coverage, like I said. And I really, really, this is one of my favorite things, the ability to help others. Now, I've had people say about the insurance industry, man, that is a really tough industry to work in. And I hate to say this, but a lot of times when you're working with minorities, it is very difficult. We have these these superstitions and things. Well, I don't like to talk about death. I don't want to talk about, you know. Listen, my response to that is unless you have found a way to not die, you got to talk about death. And again, if you do it the right way, you don't have to keep doing it over and over again. So I love the idea of helping other people. So you can go to my website. You can get so much more information. I wanted to touch on some things. Let me make sure I'm not leaving out any details of something that I meant to, to say. Oh, I will tell you this funny story. I'm one of those people, I definitely believe in tough love. Here's what I say to my family members. I am in life insurance. And you know that I'm in life insurance. I am in life insurance as a broker, which means I'm not just going to sell you anything. I'm actually going to customize the coverage based on everything you have going on in your life. If, however, you don't have insurance and you pass away, tell your kids don't call me. Tell them not to call me. I am not participating in the GoFundMe page for people that I try to help get some life insurance coverage. When you don't want to have a conversation, when you're not open to hearing what, and listen, again, no judgment. I was the same way. I didn't want to hear it. I'll tell you how I got insurance. <laughs> My salon in Fort Worth had a neighbor that was a life insurance agency broker, whatever. The young man came into the shop at least twice a week. If he wasn't getting a fresh haircut, he was getting an edge up. But I know that he saw a, a bunch of young African-American people in there and he wanted to help. My mindset was, this guy is relentless. He is really trying to get his money. He is going to continue to come over here and try to sell his insurance. And I am not interested in adding something else on my plate. That's a terrible, that's a poverty mindset. That is a poverty mindset. If you're thinking of it from that perspective, I'm telling you, that is a poverty mindset. I finally went next door and talked to this gentleman because my goal was to shut him up. If I go, he'll stop inviting me. I went. Before I left there, I learned that I could have $150,000 worth of coverage for $28 a month. Now, keep in mind, that was over 20 years ago. $28 a month, I eat that for lunch on a regular basis, especially as a stylist. We eat out every day. And I was running from $28 a month. Have the conversation. Reach out. I am a great person to talk to, to have the conversation, to ask the questions, and to just get a better overview of what it looks like and how it can work. Because it is not as difficult and it is not necessarily as expensive as you might think. Because you get to customize it. It's only as expensive as you can afford for it to be. Period. So I want to make sure you have that information. I'm not going to hold you much longer. You have the 
my website is tyraporterinsures.com. Um, everything that you need to know is on that site. They'll continue to flash the QR code. There it is. So that you can click on the QR code. Stop by. Stop by. You can email me and say, hey, let's have a chat. You can chat with me on my website. There's a number there that you can call, 214-864-2414. That comes directly to the phone that I'm actually working on now. This is the personal phone, so I promise you I answer. Ask the questions that you need to ask. Get the information. Even if you don't feel like you're ready to make a move right now, if you just want to collect some information, feel free to reach out and just I, I like I'm not an insurance salesperson. I like to educate people and have conversations to enlighten people um, just so that they can get the information. So guys, that's all I have for today. I hope that I answered a lot of questions. I'm trying to make sure that I didn't skip anything because I wanted to make sure to cover things from a very basic perspective of information, things that people, again, need to consider and how to choose the coverage. You know, a lot of people ask, and I think one of the questions somebody asked was, how do I know which type of coverage? So I hope this helped. You you want to look at term from the perspective of, is there, are there things in your life that are going to last for a certain period of time that you need to cover that you won't need to cover forever you don't have to have extra coverage for your children forever just at least until they're financially independent if you have elderly parents you don't have to have that that coverage forever but you want to have enough coverage enough coverage so that if something happens to them and you're not here anymore you can still financially support them through having the right type of coverage but the whole policy and listen, there are some people, and I won't call any company names because I don't want any smoke, but some people only sell term policies. I do not believe in that because, like I said, everything is not for everybody. So I believe in people having options. But I believe that you need to make sure if you only have coverage through your job, and a lot of people are very proud of themselves that they have coverage through their jobs, and that's wonderful. But here's this, and this will be my last point for real because I forgot about this. Insurance uh, jobs have insurance it makes them look good for one thing but it keeps you held hostage to needing that job if your money and all of your benefits are tied up in your job no matter what you go through at that job many people stay on jobs that they absolutely hate they're miserable and they're being mistreated but they can't afford to leave because the money and the benefits are tied up in the job your benefits don't have to be tied up in your job I say if your job offers coverage, get it and let it be extra coverage. It's usually very inexpensive or free. So go ahead and sign up for it if you want to. Or you could say, I'll pass because I already have great income. I have great uh, insurance coverage on my own and I don't need it. I'd rather just have my whole check. Don't don't take my don't take that out of my check. I'm cool. You can opt out. So make sure that you keep that in mind. Having the, the coverage through your job, and then here's how it's a setup. Let's say, let's say I'm 35, I get a great job. I work that job. I have all my benefits at my job. It pays very well. 35, by 45, 50. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I want to shift and do something. You know, the new term was pivot. I want to pivot. I want to do something else. Guess what? You had that coverage through your job, Tyra, for 15 years. And now you're 15 years older and 15 years possibly less healthy. And now you want to go independent? Well, now it's going to cost you a lot more money than if you had done it in your 30s or if you had done it when you were younger so that's kind of how it ties you up and holds you hostage so get it now you're not going to be any younger than you are right now get independent coverage right now i don't care if you have to sack up the, look the kids don't need all the jordans 
They don't have to be in all of the activities. We can lose one of the activities to free up funds so that everybody has great insurance. There's ways to do it, guys. But I just want to make sure everybody's working with it. Again, stop by and visit. Call me and have a chit-chat. Email me if you would like. I love hearing from people, and I love being able to help people get clarity on it. I'm offering clarity on coverage. That's one of the things you'll see on my site, offering clarity on coverage. I want to do that for everybody who needs it. So that being said, guys, thank you so much for having me. I hope that this was helpful. I hope that people got a lot of information. Do you guys have any questions? So I want to address some questions that were in the chat. Okay. Um, and I'm sure that you covered these things, but I know that people will ask again later, and I just want to be sure that their questions were addressed. Okay. You answered the question uh, in terms of the difference between term and whole insurance policy, so I won't even go there. But I do have a question here that is, what's the better policy to get when you are a senior? Okay, so I saw that one. I'm glad you brought that one to my attention. When you are a senior, again, everything about your personal profile is going to have to be considered. How much of a senior are you? What is your age? What is your height and weight? And are you taking any medicines and prescriptions? And what kind of health challenges are you dealing with, if any? Are you mobile? Are you immobile? All of those things matter. So the kind would depend on all of that. So what would happen, what I would suggest is that they reach out to me, give me that information, and let me shop and see what it is as far as what's available on the market. Um, because there's different coverages even for seniors out there. And sometimes you may be in a situation where maybe there's only one option maybe there's only one or two options so it's very customizable we have to definitely look at it from a perspective of each individual's profile to figure out what the best case scenario is for them but there's something for everybody literally okay awesome thank you the uh, the next question that i have is should you ever um withdraw from your whole life insurance policy why or why not Absolutely. If you want to, absolutely. But here's what people need to know about that. If you withdraw from it, all it does now, look, if you have a $25,000 policy or less, don't, don't touch that. It's just, it doesn't make sense to, I mean, unless you just have to, don't touch that. That's not a lot of money. And you don't know, again, you don't know what it's going to cost to cover your final expenses by the time you decease. Cause I don't know how old you are or how healthy you are, but if you have the right size policy, the right type of policy, sure you can. But one thing people need to know, um, a lot of times insurance agents will sell coverage based on the ability for people to take money off of it. But what they don't tell you and what you do need to know is, let's say you get a policy, let's say I got a new policy six months ago and then something happened at my house, a big repair comes up. Well, I'll just take it off of my life insurance. I just got the policy six months ago. Let's think about it from the insurance company's perspective. I want to take $10,000 off of my $50,000 policy, but I've only had it for six months. Let's say I'm paying $100 a month just for a round number sake. I've only paid in $600. Do you think they're going to give me the $10,000? No. People have to keep in mind this is still business. Insurance companies are still doing business. You have to have that policy for a period of time. Typically, you will get, people don't open up the package. You get the packet in the mail, open the packet. Because most people have life insurance. Those who do have life insurance, some of them already have the benefit where they can take cash out, but they don't even know how it works. There is a schedule that will come into your in your packet. And it will tell you year one, year two, year three, year four. And it will go all the way down and show you how much money you can actually withdraw off of your policy. And it is perfectly fine to do that 
number one is tax-free money and number two you can pay it back or not totally up to you because all it's gonna do let's say I have a hundred thousand dollar policy and I want to take ten grand off well I just have a ninety thousand dollar policy now I can either keep it at 90 or I can put that ten thousand back later if I want to but you're not gonna be able to withdraw from those policies immediately and that's something that I think a lot of people need to keep in mind you're not gonna be able to withdraw immediately and I noticed uh, someone put here in the comments, you can port or convert. This is going back to the work insurance. You mm -hmm. can port or convert life insurance if you leave your job. Sometimes. That is something that you need to ask because not every company has the type of coverage where that's an option. Many do, but that is a great point. And so that's something to find out. I'm glad they asked that question. That's something to uh, find out from your, your job. Um, find out if that's something that you can do and if you can great then you know you can just hold what you have and you'll be okay because sometimes um, it just depends on the companies again and the type of um, policies they have because sometimes another issue to be concerned about is sometimes when you take that coverage from your job and you leave the job and you want to keep the coverage sometimes the rate will go up because now you're not a part of the group anymore they're getting a group rate at work mm -hmm. That's why the company is offering the coverage so inexpensively because it's a group rate. So, yeah, definitely something to ask. Okay. I think those were all the questions that were in the chat. And so far, um, if anybody out there that's watching has any other questions, I think, Tara, you have, what, five or ten minutes left? Mm-hmm. So, um, she has about five or ten minutes left with us. So, please... You know, ask whatever questions you have. If you don't have questions and you want to connect with Tara, please take out your camera phone, uh, scan that QR code so that you can easily access her website and get in contact with her personal story while we wait for perhaps some questions. Um, I met Tara, was it last year? Mm -hmm. Last year we met and, um, uh, I liked her energy. I just, I just liked her. And so I, I did reach out to her and, and we were able to get, I was trying to get two policies with her. Um, one for my son and one for my nephew. However, my son's in California, but she did shop for me and she found another insurance company for me, for my son to get in California. And we were able to get insurance, uh, life insurance for my nephew here in Texas. And so it was really, really easy working with her. Um, and I just, I just want to let you all know, like, she really does want to help you. She's going to shop for you. She's going to get you the best coverage. You know, it's not just, there are people that you meet and they're like, okay, they just want to get all their commission and they don't really care about you and your family's needs. But I can tell you just from working with her, she's going to care about you and your family's needs. She's going to go through all of that, all of the questions that are uh, necessary so that you have the best coverage. Um, so uh, they're asking, what's, what's your number again? So if you can give your number again, I'll put it in the chat. Okay, it's 214-864-2414. Okay, you all, 214-864-2414. And again, and listen, you can scan the QR code and go straight to her website and reach out that way also. And also, real quick, while you're on my website, the states that I can cover are listed on my website. I don't cover the whole planet. I wish I could, and I'm going to add more states, but there are several. There's probably about 15 
on there but make sure you look on there and see and again if you call me and we have a conversation and you i can't cover you from this state i can still shop for you like i did with kia because what i can do is i can still see other states numbers i can't sell in all of the states but i can still see the numbers so if you happen to be in a state that i cannot write a policy in i can still help you know direct you to hey this is a good company for you here's what they have for you here's my top three options that i would choose for you and even though i don't get paid that way this is where the part of love is for me because i i really want to help people for real so if i can't get paid for helping you, it doesn't stop that I will at least give you a good direction to go in to get you something. I just want everybody to have something. Uh, okay, so before you leave, Tara, I do want to share my personal story. And my grandmother had life insurance. Okay. And I want to talk about the ease. We talk about the difficulty about not having life insurance. I want to share the ease that it was with my grandmother having life insurance. When you are grieving someone, especially someone close to you, the last thing you need to be concerned about is money. Period. We were not concerned about that. My grandmother had several policies. And so that was extremely helpful for us. It took the weight off of us, although I had to handle, you know, the processing of everything on my mom and my uncle's behalf. It still was easier than trying to post a GoFundMe account. It still was easier than asking people, well, can you give us, we short, you know, $30. My grandmother was very clear about what her plans were. So all we had to do was submit the information to the life insurance policy, go to the funeral home, and it was all handled. What was left over, checks went out to my mother and my uncle, and it was just that simple. But when you don't have those things in order, the difficulty that I've seen people go through is, I mean, it's been horrendous. Mm. Losing your child and you don't have life insurance and like the, the death of your child is enough. To not be able to pay for your child's final expenses is a lot. I cannot tell you all enough how important it is to have that life insurance because the death is enough. The death yeah. is enough. Yeah. And listen, with that said, another thing that I offer my clients is I don't even I don't even want them to have to make the phone call to the life insurance pop to company to 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 say we need to open up a case. I offer my clients the ability to have their loved ones just call me. You don't have to call the 800 number. You don't have to press one, press two, please hold. Let me transfer you. You don't have to do any of that. You can call me or text me. Hey, we lost such and such help. I'm on it. I'm going to call and get the information going, get the ball rolling. So that just sort of alleviates one other thing for them to worry about. And a tip I want to give everybody, make sure that someone, some people, as many people as you trust, know where your paperwork is. I always tell my clients, make sure whoever your beneficiaries are, at least, that they know where your paperwork is. And I always tell them, make sure that the actual certificate of coverage is the first thing they see when they open up your folder or envelope or whatever, because it'll show the company, the 800 number, it'll show exactly how much coverage you have, it'll make it easy for them to go straight in if they have to make that call. And then 
again, if if they're my clients, I always tell them to put a sticky note or something in there or put a piece of paper in there, put my name and number. This is my agent. Just call my agent to report my debt, period. But it's just very important because I, I have a friend right now. They're digging through his brother's house trying to find the insurance paperwork. He has it. He's definitely a, a very mature, well-organized person. But we have to find the paperwork first. We don't even know which life insurance company or companies he has policies with. So we have to dig through his whole house to try to figure out, you know, is there a safe somewhere? Is there a file cabinet? Is there... So just make sure that that's just another way to, to, to show love, having the coverage, but making sure that your family members know where to find the paperwork so they know, you know, they can with ease find out which insurance company that you have and how much coverage you have. They really need that information immediately. But sometimes yeah. the holdup, you know how sometimes people's funerals can be held up for up to week, two weeks. I was just about to ask, that was going to be my next last question is about, um, like, because I always question, you know, why is the funeral three weeks later? It, you know, is that part of it? But also the other side of it is I also watch like a lot of crime shows and they say that the downside <laughs> is when the wife calls for the life insurance immediately. Is that really a downside though? Because don't they need that? Well, but you can't get it until you have a death certificate, first of all. You can't do anything without the death certificate. So first, how they died, how long the investigation is taking, you know, the autopsy reports, all of that stuff, you know, a lot of times they, some places may hold up issuing out the death certificate until they get all that figured out. But mm -hmm. so you got to wait for the death certificate, first of all, to, to get it. And, and then, you know, you have those really complicated family situations where everybody's swarming in to try to figure out how to get the insurance, you know, policy cashed in. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's just, it's just, again, you know, making sure that everything is as organized as possible so that at least on the family side, you know, we can experience as much ease as possible, knowing where the paperwork is, knowing how much the coverage is, knowing that you have to have the death certificate first. If you call your agent or if you call the insurance company, that's the first thing they're going to ask you for. Do you have the death certificate? You have to prove that the person is deceased. So that that's good information. That's really good information. I think a lot of people who haven't gone through that process, because I had no clue until I had to go through that process. Yeah. You know, it's a nightmare. Three, almost three years ago, it was it's my very first time, and yeah. so people should. That's helpful for you to share that because a lot of people, even once they get the life insurance, then what? What's the steps? So that's that's important. And I think it's also that. I think it's also important. See, this is a part of the thing that I have a problem with. We don't want to have these conversations, but if we at least had these conversations regularly, people could be more prepared. It's devastating. Yeah. It's devastating. When my mom deceased, y'all, she was on a Amtrak train. We had all gone to Chicago for her family reunion. We left Texas to go to Chicago. She left the Carolinas where she was living to go to Chicago. We get back to Texas first. Hey girl, we made it. All right, let us know when you leave. She hits us back the next day or so. All right, I'm headed to the train station. I'm jumping on my train. And back then we didn't have cell phones and stuff. So we had to wait for the person to get to the location to actually call and say I made it. We get a, my aunt gets a random, I'm married. My, at that time I'm married. So my last name is not the same as my mom. My older sister, same thing. My younger sister's a minor, so she's not listed anywhere. My aunt on my father's side is who they called. And I'll just say this is a complicated, not necessarily the best person to be calling for this kind of thing. But they called her, and they woke her up out of her sleep. 
she writes the phone number down wrong. So when she tries to call the phone number back, she's like, somebody called me and said, Georgia passed away, but I don't know who this is. So now she's investigating, trying to get it figured out. She calls our top investigator in the family cousin, and she figured out what was wrong with the phone number. It was the area code. There's a hospital. I don't even remember what city. This hospital was trying to reach out to my mom's next of kin to say, we have her here. She went to sleep on the train, did not wake up. She had an aneurysm. They have to stop the train wherever they are, nearest city, take her off. That city calls my aunt. My aunt fumbles the ball. My cousin recovers the ball. Then they call me because I'm, I'm the middle daughter, but I'm the big sister. Hey, we were trying to get this figured out, but they can't give us any information. But we at least got the phone number straightened out. You need to call these people because they're saying that they have your mom. That's devastating right there, first of all. She was well the last I knew. She wasn't in the hospital. She wasn't on any ventilators. Everything was fine. So I'm devastated that they're calling me, telling me that somebody's saying my mom died. And immediately you go into denial. At the same time that my mom is on that train ride, she's going from Chicago to one of the Carolinas. There's a train going from New York to the other. One is North and South Carolina. Right away, I assumed, oh, they think my mom is on the train that had the accident. It actually was a train that went off into the water and people were attacked by alligators. It was terrible. My mom wasn't on that train because she wasn't coming from New York. So the devastation of having to deal with the loss, regardless of how it comes, even if you see it coming, it's still devastating to lose someone. But to not know, to, to the, the, the devastation of death first, and then to not know what to do next, and then to know that one of the things you have to do is fundraising because there is no insurance coverage. Or maybe there's coverage, but we don't know where the paperwork is. We still got to bury the person. So even though we might be able to be reimbursed once we find the paperwork, we still got to come up with the money now to bury the person. It's just a lot. It's just a lot. So I, I would love for people to have more stories like yours where it was much less painful because at least if you could just have to deal with the loss of the person and that be it, I, it just it softens the blow a little bit. It softens the yeah. blow because when you don't have it, you don't get to grieve first. Yep. You got to do business. We, we got to sell those fish plates, barbecue mm -hmm. plates. We got to get that GoFundMe popping. And, and listen, mine happened back in the day when GoFundMe wasn't even a thing. We had yeah. to get mom's phone book out of her purse and call the relatives that you don't know well, the relatives that you haven't spoken to in years, the relatives that you don't care for much. You got to call everybody because yeah. we have to raise the funds. So that said, I, I definitely want to help as many people to make it as simple as possible it's never easy to lose people but we want to make the process that you have to go through in that season as simple as possible so give me a holler let me do what i can do for you well again tara thanks so much this was so helpful this was you know i got some information because i met her last year and i wanted to share her with you guys and so i hope you all enjoy babe if you'll share her website one more time so that they can uh grab her qr code if they weren't able to do that earlier um please get in contact with her and get your life insurance started it's not about whether or not you waited until you got to this age or that age it's about whether or not you start right that's the point and there's and, and so, there's there's a, I'm sorry, Kia, there's a thing that people need to know as well. And this is the last part. I just keep thinking of stuff. There's a difference between an agent and a broker. An agent works for a company. A broker works with many companies. So the broker is able to 
keep you from having to do all the shopping. We shop around for you. So that's something that people need to know. You can have an amazing agent that's been in your family forever. And I'm not saying break up with them. I'm just saying the difference is they can only offer you the best coverage that their company has to offer. So for options, brokerage is the way to go. All right, you all, if there's no other questions, you did get some thanks in the comments. Um, uh, good information. And so your information was appreciated. Uh, we send condolences to you because you are on your way to a funeral this morning. So sending love your way and to those affected. And until next time, you all, I want you guys to be looking for our monthly learning series. We're going to be bringing in different experts to share their expertise with us. So let us know what you thought about the first one. I thought it went spectacular. I do too. Maybe do some baby. Yeah. And this Shout out to Carrollton and Plano. I see y'all on the website. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am very impressed on this very first one. I think you need to do a second one. So as this goes on, there's going to be more and more questions. Okay. More and more people need to see this. And for those who are not part of um, the Facebook, it is going to be on our YouTube channel. Actually, it was simultaneously cast on our YouTube page. So go ahead and watch it. Share it. Please share it with anybody who may need life insurance or who is thinking about life insurance. As they discussed, it is very, very necessary. And we don't fully grasp how important all the details. This is where she comes in. She's a broker and a friend. They, just to call, just to call one person to say, oh, "I get the ball rolling." You, you handle that. Uh, let me handle this. Right, this part yeah. is a true blessing. Yes. Yeah, so we appreciate you. You all have an amazing Saturday, and until next time, peace. Thanks, guys. Can't wait to see you again. Trees inside of me In this sense that I can Look at you With love Seeing all that I can long Can you stay